I want to gamble. I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Pay him. Pay that man his money. Woo-hoo! Big bet for a big man! Sure you don't want to save a few bucks for the buffet? Welcome to the Fabulous Big Bet Podcast, part of the DWZ Fantasy Sports Network. And here are your hosts, Memphis at DWZ Memphis and Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And now, to the fabulous Big Bets. Here's an idea. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet, and we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. You got lucky there. Yep, it was luck. So, that's it then. Hmm? Just like a young man coming in for a quickie. I feel so unsatisfied. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. You Tom Brady, you fat bitch. I hope you cry. <laughs> I do cry too. Jared Goff throws a football like he's got a in his pants. Todd Gurley is a snowflake loser, bitch. Good lord. Jarvis Landry has a three inch penis, confirmed by multiple reports. T.Y. Hilton is a He just me over in fantasy. him. You know you don't have to draft me, right? And what's happening, everybody? Happy Thursday. And welcome to the Fabulous Big Bet Podcast. It is your host, Memphis. You can find me on Twitter at DWZMemphis. And with me tonight is a man. He comes from New York City. He's got the most charm, the largest arms, and he's coming to do the most harm. His name is Dr. Kyle Bowser. Dr. Kyle, what is up, man? That's the best intro yet. We are, oh man, we are cruising through this now. I love it. Uh, Jer, I'm sorry, but I'm on I'm on your heels right now. Um, some rain here today, bit of bit of shit weather, but all is good, man. We're here to talk football. We're here to talk betting. We're here to talk props. We're here to talk about what we learned from last week and how we're going to get better next week. Um, how are you doing, Memphis? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, been busy. Uh, got, got a weather forecast today. So, for those of you not following along with Dr. Kyle or myself on Twitter. You missed a great opportunity, what the uh, the Vegas pros call closing line value. 
So about noon today on Wednesday, and by the way, it's 11-11. Happy Veterans Day to all of you that have, are, or will one day serve this great country of the United States of America. We are most grateful for you and the service that you have provided to us. But if you were following along with me on the thing, you would have noticed that I posted that the weather in Cleveland is going to be a redo of what happened in week eight with the Browns and the Raiders. We're going to get 20 to 30 mile an hour winds, a little bit of rain, and the over-under in the Houston-Cleveland game was 53. Here we are, nine and a half hours later, that line is down to 48 and a half. Dr. Kyle... That is what I like to call closing line value. What do you know about that? Now, tell me you took your boy's advice. You went straight to mybookie.ag and hooked yourself up with a nice little underbed. Yeah, so by the time I saw that you had taken the over at 53 and then saw the weather, I immediately went there. I don't even know what I was doing, but I was like, I'm I'm going. And it was already to 51, and I was like, hmm. That's move. I'm like, I don't know. And, and then I thought about it. I'm like, this that game last week was so slow, so sloppy. I'm like, if it's anything close to that, uh, the, you know, the Browns like to slow it down. I'm like, you know what? I'm getting the under at 51 before it drops anymore. And sure enough, it is plummeting like, uh, you know, the, the mid-March stock market. Yeah, it's already down to 49 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I saw it as low as 48 and a half. And I would not be surprised if the weather is accurate on Sunday morning that that number could close as low as 44. Now, what I may do is I may go in and make a second bet if the number drops low enough, like over 44, over it gets really low, like 42. And then I might be able to catch a middle, knowing that I might end up breaking even and losing both if for some reason they were to go to 54 points. But I might be willing to make that. So I feel like I can at least win one, if not win two. And if that number were to land, like I said, I don't really see a way that I could lose money because I, I misspoke there. Because if it goes to 54, I would win the over 44, but I would lose the, the under 53. So I might, but if it lands like 50, I win both bets. If it lands 43, I guess I would lose one bet. But I, I feel like the worst I would be out there would be the juice. So that is something that we talked about earlier. So make sure you're following me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. You're, you're following the good doctor at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And just want to make sure, make, make sure that you guys know about all the shows we have going on. Uh, on Tuesday on YouTube and Wednesday on the podcast, we had Shane Hallam of FakePigskin.com. We talked about six potential first-round rookie quarterbacks in 2021 there was some disagreements. Mr. Hallam did not like the fact that I thought Teddy Bridgewater could be replaced in 2021, but with the success of rookie quarterbacks like Tua, like Justin Herbert, like Joe Burrow, you never know when a team may say, hey, this guy might be our quarterback, but he's not going to take us to a Super Bowl. So we talked about where we see these guys potentially going and more importantly, whose job they could be potentially taking. And then uh, we, we have redubbed our injury show. It is now called the MRI. Why? Because every player in the NFL at some point or another is going for an MRI. What does MRI stand for? It stands for Most Reliable Injury Show. Dr. Kyle, that is your show. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so Maddie and I are uh, Maddie Big Chest. Got to, you know, 
get the whole name in there. Maddie and I, uh, every, I think actually we're going to try and do every Monday around halftime of the football game. So you guys can hop on and catch us live if you want to keep getting some football action, a little bit of recap from the weekend where we're going to talk about the latest injuries and uh, the implications it might have for the upcoming week the best we can. Obviously, on a Monday or a Tuesday, it's hard to know exactly what's going to come the following weekend. But, hell, I mean, by Saturday afternoon, sometimes it's hard to know what's going to happen Sunday. So we're going to give you the quick gist so then you can make your decisions for your uh, your waivers on Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday night. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, I don't like telling Jerry this, but the injury show is slowly becoming my favorite because it, it's so timely. And I know you'll jump on uh, Twitter Live and you'll be on Twitter yourself talking about things as things come in, like Raheem Mostert thought he was going to be able to play, but head coach Kyle Shanahan has already shut him down. I think that's a good thing with a high ankle sprain. We've got COVID-related stuff. We have got Christian McCaffrey's shoulder sprain. We have Odell Beckham Jr., uh, word is that 78-year-old Dr. James Andrews just, per- just performed his ACL surgery. Everything came out great, and uh, there might have been an OBJ mem- uh, mention on uh, one of our most recent podcasts. So that's what you get with the MRI Most Reliable Injury Show with Maddie and Dr. Kyle. We've got the Devi Show once a month. We've got this fine podcast, as well as the flagship, the Dynasty War Zone, and then... Another show that I like doing, but it's a lot of research for a 20 to 25 minute show, is the People's Propcast. And I drop that sometime late Friday or Saturday afternoon. And that is my player props. Why does that come out Friday evening or Saturday afternoon? Because the good player props don't come out until Friday evening or Saturday afternoon. Uh, There's no point in me giving you information that you can't act on to make money. That's the point of the People's Podcast. That's the point of the, the fabulous big bet. So that's what we're doing. So if you want to make sure you don't miss a thing, couple of ways. If you're a YouTuber, subscribe. Notifications turned on to the Dynasty Warzone channel. Boom. Done. You can see all of our smiling faces. You can see uh, Dr. Kyle's fabulous golf shirts. You can see Maddie's apartment. You can see my basement studio. You can see Jerry and his trucker cap, uh, Shane and Kane, and everything we have going on. And then if you're an audio subscriber, the Dynasty Warzone podcast feed. Boom. Done. And you get all of these shows. And wherever you're consuming uh, our media, if you would, leave us a rating and review. A five star. And it goes a long way. Now, people ask Dr. Kyle, why are you so into gambling? Now, Dr. Kyle, I'm going to let you answer that. Why are you so into gambling? You know, I really just like the strategy of trying to figure out, like, we're essentially trying to predict the future. And if we do successfully, we get money. And uh, yeah, how many times do you have to say, Memphis, give me your line. What's the line? Money won is twice as sweet as money earned. Now, I do it because I think there's a void. I think there's a, I don't want to call them shady because that comes across unfair. These people are putting in work. But there are people out there selling picks. There are people out there selling tout services, and that's great. But we're going to give you all of this free. And so far on the season, both Dr. Kyle and I are profitable. We're not, like, blowing the books away, but no one's going to. The best bettors in the world would be, would be happy to be 55 to 58% winners. You just have to have the discipline to only be able to play the games that you have an advantage. So that's why we brought the Big Bet and the People's Propcast online. Currently in the United States, 
20 states have legal sports betting in their state in some form or fashion. Some states you have to go to a casino or a uh, like a horse uh, paramutual betting track. Uh, in Indiana, where I live, it's app-based and n- no big deal. Uh, three more states uh, with this recent round of elections have now got legislation moving forward, so that would push the total to 23. And 21 additional states have introduced legislation that could have legal sports betting in their state within the next year or so. So we could be, by the time the 2021 NFL season rolls around, up to 47 of the U.S. states could be uh, good to go on legal sports betting. So we want to fill that void. We want to give you good, knowledgeable information. Uh, We have a doctor and a a seasoned veteran of both the, the gambling world and the fantasy world. And we're here to help you out. So we are the People's Betting Podcast, Dr. Kyle. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> I, I like your sense of confidence, man. Let's get into a quick recap of last week. I'm going to let you go first. You can either start with uh, your personal bets or your bet or your big bet. I'm going to start with my big bet first. Uh, feels like a bit of a bad beat. When we get to talking about what we learned about last week, I'm going to bring this one up just because, because it was my big bet. I was tracking it so closely. Uh, first, I want to pat myself on the back a little bit because we put this out. We're live right now on Wednesday night. It comes out Thursday morning. We talk about, you know, I'm, I'm not here to push other people's podcasts, but Memphis got, you know, injected straight into my veins. Uh, RJ Bell's uh, dream preview with Steve Fezzik and Maddie Holt. And so last week, my big bet or my, yeah, my big bet was uh, Arizona laying the four and a half against the Dolphins in Arizona. And Steve Fezzik's uh, his best bet was the same one. And I heard that. I was like, nothing feels better than knowing the greatest gambler in the world. And then uh, again, and the narrative, he, you know, talking about uh, Miami coming out of that overly confident win against the Rams and this and that. Um, and so it, it felt really good going into the weekend, knowing that I was on the same side as a guy with that much juice. So it'll be interesting to hear his recap. Um, you know, since, since we're on it, is it cool if I just, Talk about here's here's what I learned. Okay, so the uh, the Cardinals were up by a cool. Uh, oh, where is that game? Of course, it disappeared from my 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 browser. But I believe the Cardinals were up. So that game was a, a three point game. They were up by seven going into the fourth quarter. Whatever it may be, Cardinals up by seven going into the fourth quarter, and they gave up ten points to the Dolphins without scoring any. And so that just got me thinking, and here I am, I'm not watching the game live, but I'm tracking it on my phone. I'm looking at, you know, the drives, the plays, and, you know, if I get it up at some point, oh, here it is. Okay, so let's talk about the drives throughout that game. You know, uh, the Cardinals had a 10-play, 55-yard drive, run, pass, pass, run, pass, run, pass, run, touchdown. Later, four plays, 80 yards, pass, Run, run, big play, pass, deep middle, Christian Kirk. So so here we have Arizona is just consistently big chunks of yardage, moving the ball downfield. Uh, and, and so then we get to the fourth quarter where they are up by a good seven points against the Miami Dolphin team that has a, a, a young rookie quarterback, a left-handed quarterback, which we know is a bit odd in the NFL, and maybe that allows for some different scheming. Maybe it gives the Dolphins an advantage. I don't know. Um, but the Cardinals were down, and let me let me give you their their drives. So here we go: ten plays, 
33 yards, four-yard run, penalty. Okay, seven-yard pass, two-yard run, negative one-yard run, eight-yard run, four-yard run, four-yard run, two-yard run, three-yard run, turnover on downs. Dolphins take the ball, field goal. Next drive, they're you know they're now forced to pass because they're pressed for time. But here we have uh, you know six-yard run, three-yard run, passing complete, field goal, no good. Uh, you know, guys, Cliff Kingsbury, he might be good for this offense for fantasy purposes, but I officially have questions. Is Cliff Kingsbury an NFL coach? Can he bring it in the fourth quarter? Can he game plan in the fourth quarter like a Bill Pelichek, like a Sean Payton? Uh, I don't think he can. I think he's got something new. I think he's got a great gadget in Kyler Murray. I also, I almost wonder if Kyler Murray would be better off with a better coach. Like, imagine Kyler Murray with, uh, you know, what if, what if Joe Brady went to the Cardinals for some reason? I know that that probably doesn't make sense with where those teams are and where their coaching staffs are right now. Um, or Sean, Sean McVay with Kyler Murray. Um, so, you know, something to think about is, okay, we, we like this team. And this is what I think I like the most about doing this podcast is we have to look at things. We're looking at things from like a points and scoring and who's going to do what perspective. So there's like this, it's sort of like fantasy perspective, but then we have to look at the nuts and bolts of what makes a good football team, a good football team and what makes a good football team, a good football team at certain times, but maybe a bad football team at other times. And, uh, you know, I haven't gone back through all of the Cardinals games, but I wonder if they are not a fourth quarter team, if they're not a closeout team. And so that's something that you should think about going forward and you could take advantage of. And, you know, here, Okay, so that's what I learned. Now I'm going to segue into some of my wins this past week. Um, so I, I forget what the spread was going in, into the Packers-Niners game, but after all that COVID nonsense and, and whatnot, I think it was like a cool eight and a half or nine. I checked the game props for the Packers-49ers game. The Packers were half a point favorite in the first quarter. Quick math says if you are a nine-point favorite over a game, that should be chopped up into two-ish point slices. Yeah, there's a lot that can happen. Like 50 minutes is a smaller sample size. San Francisco gets the ball first and they do a 10-minute drive. Obviously, you're at a disadvantage. But that is a pure statistical numerical advantage. If your team is favored by nine points and you get to get them as a half-point favorite at a certain period of time over the game, you are probably beating the book. Um, you know, I did, that, I did that a couple times this week. I took, uh, you know, I was on the Bills. Get, uh, getting the points at home against Seattle. We talked about that long trip from Seattle to Buffalo um, at a one o'clock game. So not only did I get Buffalo and the over, but I also took Buffalo getting a point and a half in the first half thinking, okay, if the Seahawks are going to be, you know, off their game, it's going to be in the first half of the game, especially, you know, second half of the game, maybe after halftime, Russell Wilson catches fire. And so I, that was a way to hedge that. And then in game, the, uh, the Falcons were up by uh, 17, I think, at halftime. And so I grabbed the Broncos in-game to cover 16.5 or 14.5, whatever it was, and they made that a game. What do we know about the Falcons this year? Obviously, they're a different team since they fired Dan Quinn, but uh, they have not been a second-half team. I think we know that well for sure by now. Um, and then so to, you know, my, my props, um, I had Devontae Adams as – First scorer, we know that Rodgers loves to pepper Adams. You know, occasionally it feels good to go against the grade, but sometimes you got to check, uh, just just take what's given to you. And the the odds on that were were fairly decent. I think it was plus plus five hundred or plus six hundred. 
to a guy who is, you know, the apple of Aaron Rodgers' eye. And then I was on Russell Wilson over 24 and a half completions. So I, so I, I would, had put a lot of time and effort into this Seahawks Bills game. Quick segue, my man Dan, uh, he was all over Seahawks minus three. And we had our group chat going and he was laying it out for me. And I was like, no, 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 no. Here's why it's going to be Bills. Here's why it's going to be, here's why it's going to be Bills. So I had to check all my boxes to make sure that I win. There, there was no money. This was purely pride. You know what's better than, uh, a dollar earned Memphis is being more right than one of your friends. Um, so I was all over this. So therefore I went with the props and uh, you know, I had the game script nailed down as far as the bills getting out ahead early high scoring game Seahawks having to throw a lot. So Russ went over his 24 and a half completions. However, Zach Moss didn't go over 35 and a half yards. I thought at some point this bill's offense would go to the ground game, but Hey, Look, maybe uh, Cliff Kingsbury could take a page out of Sean McDermott's book right now where the Bills passed all game long against the Seahawks and the Seahawks could never stop them. So why stop passing it? This is the 2020 NFL. Just keep your foot on the goddamn gas pedal and see where it gets you. And maybe King, yeah, Kingsbury. We're going to call him Kingsbury if he loses. Kingsbury can uh, can take a page out of that book. We'll, we'll see more. Arizona Cardinals closing out their teams, especially at home in the fourth quarter. That's uh, eh, I don't even know if there are fans there or not, but those poor fans. Um, so that's that's my mini recap, Memphis. Well, you you did a, a lot of wagering. I did three player props. I'll recap the player props on Saturday's uh, player prop cast. But overall in the week, I went three and two. Like I just looked at the line last week, and I was like, this is a steamy pile of dog shit. And I don't think I would have bet the number of games that I did. I made five game wagers total, including my big bet. And the the guys in the Dynasty Warzone group chat, they were talking about, oh my God, Brandon Iuk's out. He's on the COVID list. And so was Trent Williams. And I'm like, what? And I instantly, this is the way my mind works, I instantly went to mybookie.ag and I, I noticed that Green Bay was lane five at the time. So I'm like, I'm in. Give me, give me Green Bay minus the five. That was an easy win. The one that chapped my ass, the one that absolutely pissed me off, was I had Green Bay, and I had Green Bay uh, and San Francisco under 49.5 points. Now, I'm cruising along. I'm doing just fine. It's 35 to 10. We're just cruising, 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 and what happens? Kyle Shanahan refuses to stop trying to advance the ball. I'm like, there's 55 seconds left. Then they call a BS penalty on Darnell Savage, helmet-to-helmet hit on, I think it's Nick Mullins, and the drive continues. And then it was just like the encyclopedia of bad beats, but no one cares about bad beats. They score a garbage-time touchdown with with uh, four seconds left to go, pushes that game over, and I lose that. So I ended up breaking about even. I lost the juice on the total bet in that game, but I won the, the, the side, so that was okay. Um uh, I did find my big bet was the Raiders and the Chargers over. Uh, that was that was a pretty easy big bet win. And I also had the Raiders on the money line. I had a little bit of a sweat on that last play of the game, but it was a one point game. And I just thought if I like if I like the Raiders, why pay more juice when I could get the Raiders minus one hundred five? straight up as opposed to taking a point and laying 112. If they're going to win, they're going to win. The one point really does nothing, so I would rather pay less VIG and make more money. So I, I hit on that, and I lost. 
man, I, I thought Tampa Bay was on a heater. I thought they had something to prove. And Tampa Bay got kicked right square in the nuts. Uh, my big bet, again, was the Raiders and the Chargers over. Uh, God bless the Raiders. They dropped like 14 points within a minute and a half in, into the second half. And that got it real close. We got we got well over the, the 52 and a half. So all in all, I was 3-2 and two in the week. And I was damn glad to get there because I hated this goddamn slate when it first rolled out last week. I was like, this is the shits. But on the season, on my big bets, I'm 7-2, and two, and I'm looking to keep that rocking tonight. And on the season, I'm 31-22-2, so not too bad. Nine games above 500, so I'm, I'm, I'm making a little bit of money on the season. But enough about the, the look in the rearview mirror. It's time to move ahead, but before we get to this week's big bets and games we like, got to make sure to let you know that this show is brought to you by mybookie.ag. You've already heard a couple of references to these fine people. They are the official odds provider of the fabulous Big Bet and the DWZ Fantasy Sports Network. And these guys will give you a dollar for dollar match up to a thousand bucks if you use the promo code Memphis. It's 2020. Our job is to make your life easier. If you're listening on the podcast, hit pause, Go into the show notes, and there's the link right there. It'll take you directly to mybookie.ag. The promo code DWZMemphis will be pre-populated for you. You go through, you get signed up, boom, you're in action. If you're listening to this on Thursday morning, you're in time to get in action on Thursday night. If you have any issues, if you have anything, most people do not. But don't feel like you're doing something wrong if you do. Dr. Kyle has got your hookup. If you happen to run any issues, he's already helped a couple of people. No big deal, but you just go in, you use the link, promo code DWZMemphis. We'll get you a dollar for dollar match at mybookie.ag. Dr. Kyle, give me a game you like. Give me something. What's the first game on the slate that you looked at? Give me a side. Give me a total. Give me something. What are you liking? Game one. All right. Game one, and I'm going to bring it up because I've already been chatting with my boy Jesse from the Patreon on it. He's, uh, he's, he's slid right into my, my private group, me, and we, we have a little bit of back and forth every week now. I really like it, so I appreciate you sliding in there, Jesse. It's always nice to have somebody uh, bouncing eyes off, ideas off of me and, and myself off of you. Um, and so one we talked about, the, uh, the look-ahead line for this game before, I think it was before the game on Sunday, for Colts at Tennessee – was Colts plus one. And now going into this past weekend before that Colts Ravens game, the Colts were at one point laying two and a half against the Ravens who are like a top three team in everybody's power rankings. And I am still not a believer in Tennessee. I, you know, I, I also, I was, I thought the bears were going to cover against Tennessee. Nick Foles sucks and whatever happened in that game. I don't even want to know. Uh, but, we're going to move on from it because, yes, last, last week was a dumpster fire. Uh, but I like the Colts. The, so the Colts were plus one. And then I saw that line move to Colts plus two. And I guess the public was probably putting their money in for the Thursday night game early, like they usually put Sunday uh, Sunday games in, you know, sat, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and I was like, Colts plus two. You know, let's, let's put a little bit more on it. Again, small units here. Coffee. You know, coffee prices or New York City, Madison Square Garden beer prices, uh, six and one over here. But I am, you know, the the Colts Ravens. 
I think that tilted people that the Colts maybe aren't as good as we thought they were. And that Tennessee beating the Bears, maybe Tennessee is a little bit better. And I, I think that's a, a bad beat from this weekend. Um, you know, if anybody watched that Colts-Ravens game, that first half, the Colts really dominated. I think they dominated the time of possession, the yardage. The Ravens got, I don't want to say lucky because it's football. Like, these guys are skilled. But a Jonathan Taylor fumble that was more or less, he was held up. They punched it out, and they took it back for six. My man, poor Phil, getting hurtled from his back. Uh, that was just classic. That'll go into his archives for sure with a bunch of interceptions in the fourth quarter. Um and then it was still a close game. And then the second half, I didn't watch the second half because I had stuff to take care of. But did you see that that interception or quote-unquote interception? That's atrocious. And with that sort of coming up against them, I think you know the Colts didn't have a chance at that point. Um, quick aside, that game got to a pick em And I, I was – oh, no, the, sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. The Ravens were laying two and a half, which – even that seemed odd, but it eventually got to a pick because so many people got on the Colts' side. I got the Ravens as a pick but I digress. I don't think that, that Tennessee can match up against this Colts' offense. The Tennessee defense, they're, they're still not getting to the passer. The only way that you're going to get the, the Colts off their game is to move Rivers around in the pocket like you know, like the Saints did with Brady. These these older guys, they don't like to, to have to move side to side. Um, and you know, Tennessee, they only put up 24 points this past week. I still don't think they've been the same since they lost their left tackle. Um, and for those reasons, I like the Colts getting to at Tennessee on Thursday night. All right, Colts getting to at Tennessee on Tuesday night. You want to make sure you shop around my bookie, a couple other spots, make sure you get the best number. I've seen that number down as low as one and a half and even one. So, uh, get get your shopping cart out and go looking around for value. My my first one, the first game that I like um, is the Chargers at Miami. Uh, I lean to Miami there, and the reason why is because the Chargers cannot win a close game. Uh, I I just believe that the head coaching in L.A. with the Chargers is piss poor, and I, I, I think that's being nice. Anthony Lynn seems to be a nice gentleman from everyone that I hear talk about him in the NFL. He's just not a good coach. And that was pretty self-explanatory if you watch that game on Sunday. They continue to lose game after game after game they should win. This team, with the way Justin Herbert is playing, should not be 2-7. and seven. Justin Herbert is the first quarterback in the history of the NFL, if I remember the stat correctly, that has averaged 300 yards a game passing in his first seven starts, and yet they're 2-7. and seven. And they, they shouldn't be. They, they continue to lose close games, so... In my opinion, uh, th- there's no issue. I know Dr. Kyle is going to talk more about this game in a few. There is going to be no issue with the weather in Miami. It's supposed to be a high of 83. No rain in the forecast. Now it is Florida. This this could change very quickly. But as of now, it's ideal weather, good scoring weather. The Chargers over their last five games have put up 30 points on average. So I, I, I expect a high scoring game. I expect a, a good game. But I think at the end of the day, the worst case scenario, I get a tie with Miami laying three. And I just think I get the better coach. I get the better defense. And when it matters most, I will uh, lean to the Dolphins giving up three points. And I'll give you a couple others before you give us 
another game that you like in your big bet, Dr. Kyle. A couple that I'm waiting for, I'm shopping. Currently, the Eagles are laying three and a half. If that dips to three, I'm, I might pull the trigger. I just think the Eagles coming off the bye, getting more guys back, getting Sanders back. Uh, another week of practice for Jalen Rager, getting some offensive linemen back. The defense was already playing well. And I, I think that the, uh, the the Giants, based on how close they've played, they're coming off of a win. I would love this line to dip to three. And the other one that I really like, because they're a very public team, is I'm waiting for the Rams and the Seattle game to get down to a pick em, Or down to like a half a point. Because currently that line is LA Rams minus a point and a half. Now, the Seahawks have just flown back from Buffalo. That's a 4,000-mile round trip by plane. Then they have to turn around and go to L.A. And coming off of a team off of the bye, uh, it's a tough spot for Seattle. A lot of travel. And teams continually lay the blueprint out on, on how to beat this team. So I am definitely keeping an eye on that game, the Eagles, and I'm keeping an eye on the Rams. I'm not ready to bet them yet. But if I get the numbers I like, and guys, that's one of the things I can tell you that I've learned. I am not betting a game unless I like the number. I don't I don't care if I got a feeling, if I feel it in my gut. If the number doesn't make sense, I don't make the wager. That's how I'm operating. I'm going to save my big bet. Dr. Kyle, give us a game you like and then just roll right into your big bet. Uh, okay, actually, I just want – so Eagles are minus three right now on my bookie, so I just nabbed that. Based on that information, I was also on – I like that thought on the Seattle Rams – um, and then, so you talked about Miami laying three, I got them at minus two and a half earlier in the week. Cause I liked it all for the same reasons, long travel for the chargers East, uh, good weather in Miami chargers can't close out games. And you talk about the weather, if that weather gets sour, that, that might give Miami even more advantages. The chargers are probably not going to be able to chuck the ball downfield as much. I would trust, uh, trust a, a Brian Flores last second game plan, uh, to, to adjust for weather much more than Anthony Lynn, um, that, Miami minus two and a half was one of my likes for the week. Uh, before I get back to that game, you know, I'm I'm not one to take a team laying a big number, but the San Francisco 49ers, who are a bit of a dumpster fire right now, have to fly to New Orleans. And I honestly believe I, I New Orleans could be the second best team in the NFL right now overall. I don't think Drew Brees is by any means the second best quarterback, especially from a fantasy perspective. Um, and they touched on this a bit on the GM Shuffle podcast, or or it might have been uh, the one of RJ Bell's. Um, if I am referencing a podcast, just check those two, because it's one of those two generally, about the, you know, they talk about the tipping point. Like, Drew Brees might not be the strongest arm or the best arm or the, the, the best whatever at this point, but he's probably still good enough in every category where everything around, everything else around him is still good enough to make the the whole bigger than the sum of the parts and you know especially with Sean Payton god damn it Nick Burner if you're watching listening at some point how did we ever let that man get out of Dallas Jerry you're fired um but this Saints team they notoriously get off to a slow start and they are rolling you know i i was thinking about how how could this team only beat the bears by 3 in overtime, and I was thinking, retrospectively, that 
that game was a sandwich game for the Saints because they were probably looking ahead to the Tampa Bay game this past week, which they, they rolled Tampa Bay. We just talked about that. Um, and I think we're I think we're seeing New Orleans show who they really are. Their defense is uh, fairly underrated at this point. And for those reasons, I like the Saints laying nine at home against the 49ers right now. All right, big bet it up. Stay hot. Big, get hot. Stay big hot. Bet. Stay hot. We're going to stay hot right in Miami. I'm going back to a number instead of picking a side because that, you know, I, I got a little uh, overconfident last week. But here we go. Miami Chargers. Over under is somehow only 48. How, how does this happen? I know that we know that Miami's defense is good. Uh, you know, and if we're looking at averages, so so here was something I was also thinking about sharing with everybody this week, and I will because now it's relevant. Uh, a number tells a story, but if a number is an average, look at all those other little stories that makes up that you know that that summary. Um, the if the Dolphins, I don't know what their average is right now, but in their f- past four games, it looks like they're only giving up like you know twenty points a game. They they goose the Jets, okay. Anomaly. Let's throw that one out. And they also only gave up 17 to the, the 49ers. I don't think they were quite a dumpster fire that week, but I think Jimmy G, re- that was his first game back from his ankle injury. Um, but, you know, they just got into a bit of a shootout with the Cardinals. And we've seen that they can score points. This, you know, they've put up 34, 28, 24, 43, 23, 31. Those are their past six games. Some of those are Fitz Magic for sure. Uh, and their defense, their defense is scoring points. And we've seen the Chargers, the Chargers, like you just talked about, Herbert is throwing at, uh, you know, a, an elite pace and level right now, at least for numbers we're concerned about, um, you know, 48, 48 over under with uh, uh, the spread is right now is three. So we're, we're looking at what, uh, you know, 20, 25 to 23 or 26 to 23 in that range. I, you're going to tell me that neither of these teams approach 30 points. And if one of these guys approaches 30 points, the other one's not going to approach 20. Nah, give me, give me the 48 right now before it, you know, before people get on it and it moves up to 50, 51 this weekend. That's, that's my, uh, my big bet. All right. Well, I, I like the fact that I'm seven and two on my big bets on the year. I am going to go right back to the aside, and I tell you what, right now there's a couple of teams that I really like for certain things. I like the Chargers to blow leads and not win games when games are close because of poor coaching. I like the Carolina Panthers every time they're getting around six and a half to seven. That's another game that I'm keeping an eye on because the Panthers have only lost one game by more than a touchdown, and that was a fluky game. That was the one where Leonard Fournette broke away late and caused the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat them by 14. But outside of that game, no one has beat this team by more than a touchdown, including Kansas City at Kansas City. This team was a 60-some-odd-yard field goal away from beating the Chiefs in Kansas City. So I, I, like, the, I like the Panthers anytime they're getting around 6-7. to seven. Uh, I like the Chargers to always blow it late, so I like their opposition if they're only laying around a field goal. And then another team, I like the Oakland Raiders anytime there's an under, uh, an over under right around 50. Now, mybookie.ag has this number currently as we record live on YouTube on a Wednesday night. They have this number at 51. I am going to go over 51 points between the Raiders and the Broncos. And here is why 
The Raiders are in the bottom 10 of the league in points allowed. They've allowed 229 points in eight games. Now, the Oakland Raider offense, very capable. They, this offense has scored 31 or more points four out of eight games. The ones that they didn't were against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, elite defense, against the New England Patriots, it's still Uncle Bill in New England, and against Cleveland in a gale force windstorm. So you throw those three games out, this is a team that's capable of scoring and a team that likes to get scored on. Now let's talk about their opponent, Denver Broncos. What, what about those guys? You know, if you look at the points per game, it's not magic, but remember, they didn't have Drew Locke for two and a half games. That, that really makes a difference, but if you go back over their last five games, Denver's averaging 24 points a game. So when you look at the most recent history on these teams, it, it feels like the number should have been around 53 and, you know, we've been talking a lot about weather, and I know people make fun of it on social media. Oh, here they go. They're talking about weather again. Oh, my God. But it matters, and it's going to matter in Cleveland this weekend. It could potentially matter in Green Bay this weekend, as well as a couple of other spots. I don't have to worry about weather. They're playing on the fast track inside the new dome in Las Vegas. So dome conditions just saw Drew Locke put, I believe, 27 up in Atlanta against the, the Falcons. You know the Raiders can score with them. I, I know it's a decent-sized number, but given the, the, the situation, given the fact that this is a division game, I like it. Defense is optional. Raiders, Broncos, over 51. What do you think, Dr. Kyle, before we start taking a, a little uh, tour down the DFS streets? I love it, Memphis. I was doing uh, – I'm a subscriber to Rotoviz. I love, I love a lot of their tools. I love their articles, especially for Dynasty. And I was uh, dabbling with their – their, their splits. You're able to just look at, you can look at what guys' splits in and out of certain situations are. And I'm thinking like, here we are, the NFL is, you know, there's a lot of parody in the NFL. There's a lot of moving parts and pieces. Like we're already through the second quarter of the season. So what's happening from the first quarter or what's happening in the second quarter of the season that's different from the first quarter and looking at Denver. So Denver through the first four games, they were scoring 20 and a half points per game and giving up 24 and a half. The, the next four, the most recent four, they're scoring 23 points per game and giving up 29.75. Meanwhile, Vegas is scoring 26 and three quarters and giving up 27 three quarters. Those are all just like gigantic numbers that nobody should be proud of on the defensive side. They'd be very proud of on the offensive side. But this is this has all the makings of a offensive firework game. Let's let's hammer it. All right, let's hammer and then let's hammer on over to the DFS where I'm going to tell you what I learned this week. But what else I've learned is that this segment is brought to you by our friends at ViridianGlobal.com. Who is ViridianGlobal.com? They're the official apparel provider of the fabulous Big Bet and the Dynasty Warzone. They have got all of our t-shirts, our hoodies, raglans. Uh, if you're a gym bro, if you want to have the largest arms and you want to have the most charm, you might want to do it in a Dynasty Warzone tank top. You can get those over at ViridianGlobal.com. That's V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N, Viridian Global, as well as some of our uh, player tees created by our own Matty Big Chest. You know, you might see the Hakamania. Um, in, in a very familiar font in that lion's blue. You might see one that said of Rogers, it might say Godgers, as in the, the god of the north. Uh, and, and the font's a very interesting, cheesy 
type font. So if you're a Lions fan, if you're a Packers fan, um, and, and if, you know, as we record this live on Veterans Day, we have our very own salute to service. It is an original idea that we stole from the NFL with our salute to service t-shirt. It's a, it's a, it's a classic Heather Gray with an olive drab Dynasty Warzone logo. If you're watching live on YouTube, you'll see that logo in the upper corner right above Dr. Kyle's dome. And uh, you can get that t-shirt and all the proceeds will be split amongst a couple of, there you go, a split amongst a couple of veteran charities. So you, you can do a good cause. You can get a cool looking army inspired, a military inspired t-shirt, a little Hawkamania, a, a little Godgers. Um, you might get a Dynasty Warzone shirt. So much going on as well as other podcasts like our boys over at the Dynasty Happy Hour. So, so much going on over at Viridian Global. One last time, V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N, ViridianGlobal.com, and get the hookup on some fabulous football tees. All right, Dr. Kyle, Mr. Mincash was back. But before I get into Mincash, I would like to give you the uh, the floor. Uh, how was your DFS weekend? Bad. There's no way to sugarcoat it. It was uh, it was bad. I didn't win anywhere. I was on, you know, I had I had the right names. I just didn't have the right combinations. You know, I did a few different min caches, and like I had the I had the Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs stack, and I thought it was a I thought it was going to be a Cole Beasley week. It was a John Brown week, so I was wrong there. You know, my biggest L was Chase Edmonds. Man, I thought, ugh, ugh. and I'm wondering if just maybe there's just no desire to to be there's no desire or fantasy desire or DFS desire. Desire is probably not even the right word, but running back in Arizona just might not be a thing under Cliff Kingsbury. We might all be, you know, wishing something that will never be um, because he's not a top 15 coach in the NFL, but you know, I'm going to give the floor to you. Well, I'll jump in because I had Chase Edmonds as well. So, so let me go back to something that we do typically during the gambling segment, but I'm going to bring this one up during the, uh, during the DFS segment, I'll tell you right now, DFS is a fuck deal. It's a straight-up fuck deal. Now, if you're playing like cash games and stuff, 50-50 heads up, stuff like that, that's a, di- that's a different animal. But if you're trying to chase down these, these GPPs, these giant tournaments, I'm telling you, you you're not throwing away money, but the, the odds of beating this thing consistently... Are, are, are just not good. I would much rather be betting props, but I know a lot of people enjoy DFS. Uh, we grind this. We don't just throw it out there haphazardly. Again, I always use the betting lines, uh, players that I recommend last week. So I'm just going to roll into mine, and, and I'll, I'll kind of use this to illustrate my point. So I mentioned last week I was Mr. Mencash. I uh, I turned my $4.40 opportunity at a million bucks. I turned that I turned that $4.44 into eight dollars cash money but you know what i i still feel like it's a fuck deal because here's the deal yeah here here was my bad play i had the texas i had the texans d but here's the thing the texans d had a good game the first time they played the jaguars and i'm getting a rookie quarterback who's making his first start i'm supposed to get some turnovers they're not supposed to give up 26 points i'll take the l on that but i'm going to say i feel okay with my process i had a meh game out of noah fant and Chase Edmonds, but here's the thing, Chase Edmonds still had 70 yards rushing, 18 yards receiving, and three receptions. He just didn't get in the end zone. And I'm going to accentuate the point you made. If you're chasing down Chase Edmonds, and I know Kenyon Drake returned to 
uh, to practice today on Wednesday as we're recording this. You're barking up the wrong tree, mister. Because here's the thing, when you got a quarterback who's rushing for 90 or 100 yards and they're passing the ball at the rate they are, that don't leave a whole lot of work for the guy in the running back position. So whether it's Kenyon Drake or whether it's Chase Edmonds, you're chasing the wrong thing. But here's the thing. I nailed the Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs stack. I nailed Dalvin Cook. What I say last week on this show, I said I'm going right back to the Dalvin Cook well. I did, and you know what? I got a min cash. Nelson Aguilar, when you're when you're putting in Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and, and Dalvin Cook and these expensive guys, you you have to hit. Dude, Aguilar had a couple of catches and he had the bomb touchdown. So did my other guy. Brandon Cooks had three receptions for 83 yards and a touchdown, more than made up for his pricing on FanDuel. James Robinson. James Robinson came through with 80-some-odd yards and a touchdown. So you nail all these guys in DFS. You have to start nine. I had six stone-cold hits. I had two Mies with with, with Edmonds and Fant, and I, I still finished it with a min cash. So I will continue to play DFS. It's a fun exercise. It keeps me it keeps me rolling. I continue to chase the the same thing all the, the services tell you. But I'll tell you right now. Save the money you're paying for the DFS services and the touts and all that other bullshit. And just follow along or do it yourself. Go, go, go to mybookie.ag. Look at the over-under. It's the one that says here's 56U or 56O. When it says 56, that means a lot of points are going to get scored. And pick players from those games. Don't pick players from games where the over and under is like 41. That's bad process. So so here's what I'm rolling with this week, Dr. Kyle. I'm a little fired up. I'm a little animated. I'm a little pissy right now because you, you, you shouldn't be able to hit that hard and not make more than $8 off of being that right. But here we go. Here we go. I'm going with another stack, quarterback, wide receiver. I'm going with Jared Goff and Cooper Cup. Now, I wanted to go back to the Josh Allen well, but I believe he's top three in FanDuel pricing, as is Kyler Murray. And here's the thing. If if you look at the Rams' defense, they are the number one defense in yards per play in the NFL, giving up 4.7. I'm not saying they're going to lock Kyler Murray down. I'm just saying that at his price versus the potential of this defense, I'm not saying keeping him in check, but... I don't feel like the game he could have this week would be GPP winning. I could easily. You mean you mean Russell Wilson? No, right? no, jo- Josh Allen. Oh, you know what? Yes, I do mean Russell Wilson. Thank you. I was I was thinking yeah, of yeah. Um, Arizona, who is still top six in total points given up. Yeah. Thank you. So I, I'm going. I'm I'm going with uh, Jared Goff and Cooper Cup. Uh, I, I I feel like that's the stack to attack. I am uh, I'm rolling Aaron Jones against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, defense. I mean, he looked great his first game back from the calf injury. He had 10 games back. My man, James Robinson. Smokey Robinson. Hey, man, here's the thing. As long as this guy continues to get about an 80% touch rate uh, on that team plus, I think 80% has been his floor. I'm in. I'm going to keep flexing him. Yeah, the, the, the price continues to go up a little bit, but I don't give a crap. So where am I saving money? Um, I, I went with I went with Stephon Diggs 
in that game in Arizona. That's where my Arizona stats came from. I just watched Preston Wilson, I'm excuse me, Preston Williams have a touchdown against this defense. And I didn't want to go back to the Diggs Allen stack just based off of Allen's pricing. So where did I save money? I went Antonio Gibson against the Detroit Lions. Do we not remember what the combination of Jonathan Taylor, uh, McKissick, excuse me, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, and uh, Jordan Wilkins did to this defense? Uh, I, I think he's going to be heavily involved. And then T. Higgins. I know Pittsburgh. I know Pittsburgh is a really good defense, but they can be scored on. We saw the Eagles score on this defense. We saw the Titans score on this defense. And I think for whatever reason, coaches get stuck in their ways. I think they'll put their best corner um, on A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins will feast. By the way, if you're listening or watching and you're a dynasty player, get T. Higgins. Every day you ignore getting T. Higgins, you are only going to regret it. Not only is he still a good value in dynasty fantasy football, but that team is all about volume. Joe Burrow is averaging just under 50 attempts a game. He is literally on pace for 800 attempts this year. Everybody's getting fed in Cincinnati, and we know A.J. Green's going to be gone. little dynasty side note there for you. I'm a big, big T. Higgins guy. Get that man while you can. Dr. Kyle, what do you have for DFS? Yeah, so I'm on a couple of the same games for sure. I'm going back to the Josh Allen well because we saw – how much of a shootout Arizona can get into, and they can't close out games. So maybe we see Buffalo do uh, what they did to Seattle. I think it. it I think it'll be a bit of a closer game um, because the travel is now Buffalo going to Arizona. I am on the Aaron Jones train, uh, and then I'm also on Devonte Adams. Like, just give me those chalky Green Bay players. You know, you know, sometimes like sometimes DFS can be tough because there's a team who their implied point total is like 31. Um, but you're, you have trouble figuring out how it's getting. I just want to throw, I almost went Devontae Adams too, Oh, but th- there is potential for rain and wind in Green Bay as well. So if you're going to build your lineup with a Devontae Adams, hey, you get a thumbs up because I almost did it too. I will just tell you, set yourself a reminder, hey, I'm going to check the weather because in your head-to-head you know, weekly fantasy games, you're rolling Devontae Adams no matter what. But at his cost at like 9300 on on FanDuel, if the weather's not going to be great, I think I would just pivot from that and lean more on the running game than I would the the passing game. That's just a little side note. If you're building your roster today on Thursday on the podcast or you're watching live on YouTube, I give you a big thumbs up for the Devontae Adams. Just monitor that because what you don't want is you don't want to wake up on Sunday and turn on the game and see the wind whipping sideways and have it be in a low-scoring affair. I just wanted to chip that in real quick. But but that weather would be helpful for Aaron Jones because he operates very close to the line of scrimmage. Could get some cheap PPR love, which is why I built my my lineup with him in it. Love it, and I'll segue off of that because I got a couple guys in my lineup where uh, you know. So I have Mike Davis and JD McKissick both in my lineup. One's fifty four hundred, the other's fifty three hundred. You know, there was reports that Gibson Gibson sat out of practice today with something with his shoulder. It's only Wednesday, so don't be alarmed. Um, but McKissick, I think, has 38 targets over the last three or four weeks. We got checked down Alex Smith. 
I, I, I love the McKissick pick. I will just say I like him more on DraftKings because I believe they use a full point PPR and FanDuel, which I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people hate FanDuel. That's fine. We all hate and like certain things in this world, but FanDuel is a half point PPR format, which is another reason why uh, I went with a slightly cheaper option than Devontae Adams. It's, it's just, it's just like know your league, know the, know where you're playing. And know how that can impact you. Sorry, I keep butting in, but I'm just trying to help the listener. It's not about you, Dr. Kyle. It's about the listener. What do you mean it's not about me? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's kind of about you, but it's really not. It's about yeah, the listener. You're right. You're right. I don't, if I, you know, my lineup I have set is a $2 double up. I'm not here trying to turn $2 and $4 into $4 every weekend. I want you guys to turn whatever you can into something bigger and tell me about it. Tweet at me if you make money off of me. Um, and then, so I'm. I got Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, uh, stack again. And then, you know, the my my big bet is Miami and Chargers. So I'm going to get a couple of cheaper Miami options against this crappy Chargers defense. I got Mike Gesicki in there. We saw him blow up last year after Preston Williams went down. Again, different quarterback this year, but I like the thought process. And he's only 5,300 on Fanduel right now. And then we saw Jakeem Grant get significant work in the second half against Arizona as well. And he's a, he's only forty six hundred. So if you want to, you know, go top heavy with your lineups this weekend, those are a couple of cheap options in a game. Yeah, the over under is only forty eight right now, but I don't think that truly represents the potential uh, total for this game. Um, so that's where I'm at with my current set. And like Memphis said, yes, this is definitely this lineup is like there's a lot of contingencies in here. So I I hadn't even pressed submit until just now, so I could go back and look at my old lineups. But there will be some shuffling around Sunday morning, I'm sure. All right, I just want to, I want to correct you on one thing. So the reason why I always play the same DFS contest every week on FanDuel, it's the $4.44 Millie Maker. I play at least one lineup there each and every week. And here's why. No matter what kind of gambling you do, the number one thing I was taught a long time ago as a gambler coming up is everything in this world is about odds on your money. And I'm shooting $4.44 at a million. And I've hit plenty of min caches. If I min cash every other week and get eight bucks, I'm going to break even more often than not. But let's just say, no, and I will tell you how, how vast the spread can be when we're talking about this. So this past week, the lineup that I set scored 155 points and I got $8. The person who won the thing had 198 points and won a million dollars. Now we're talking about 43 points spread out across nine players. So we're not even talking about five points per play. So, so when I say that, so here's the thing. If I had had the, the, the six that I nailed and had a slightly different tight end or a slightly different defense or something better than Chase Edmonds, I could have easily turned my $4.44 into $500, 1000 uh, $1,500. Uh, to, to hit the to hit the million is like hitting the Powerball, because a lot of people are playing the same combination. They're playing max entries, but if you're gambling and they're giving you odds on the money, I don't want to play in a tournament where I where I wager five dollars to win sixty. Fuck that. I want to wager five dollars to where I can win a million. Because if not, I'm just gonna wait. I might as well play the fucking lotto. That's how I feel about it. So I know a lot of people love DFS. I know there's DFS grinders out there that are grinding out a living. Good for you. I cover the DFS stuff because it's fun and people enjoy it, Dr. Kyle. Uh, and as Jerry, uh, one of our co-hosts, uh, says in the, in, in the chat here, 
Pissy Randy is my favorite, Randy. You goddamn right, I'm pissy. I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of hitting seventy seven percent and then not getting paid. If I hit seventy seven percent of my bets, uh, I might be able to quit the day job. But you know what? As it stands, Doctor Kyle, we're having a hell of a run with our bets. We're doing okay with DFS. What do you have for these people before uh, before we go home? I got a I got a quick real life bad beat for everybody. Okay, so here it is. I'm flying back from somewhere else. That's I'm not going to disclose that because I don't know who's watching or listening, and I may or may not. Uh, I'm already saying too much. I'm I'm on my plane. I got so we're your typical plane. We got three rows uh, uh, rows of three on the left, rows of three on the right, whatever that is. Seven something seven. Uh, I don't know my planes clearly. I'm not sitting first class. I got the A. I'm on early because I'm in the back because that's how they board now. Get it? Get the you know get the poor people on the back as quick as you can so the the rich people don't have to look at them. I'm kidding. Uh, it's it's for safety protocols. So I have the A seat. Five minutes later, my man in the B seat sits right down. He posts up a, both elbows, both armrests. I'm like, all right, he's got the middle seat. He doesn't get the aisle. He doesn't get the window. He therefore has a right to both armrests. Though he put his elbow onto my volume so i had to you know i had to like wrestle back with him okay you know i'm getting i'm i'm building it up because already you could tell i'm like a little frustrated with this guy but he's in his seat he has his ticket he gets both armrests uh and then the stewardess is coming by and it looks hmm nobody else is getting on the plane and there's nobody in 30c and here i i keep doing this like buddy do you not see the empty seat over there? We don't have to do elbow wrestling for the next three and a half hours. This guy did not move. He he did give up my right arm armrest. So I got both my armrests and didn't have to fight him for the volume. But this guy insisted on sitting in the middle seat with an aisle seat on a three and a half hour flight. But I I don't get it. I don't. If you have an explanation, I'm happy to hear it. But I don't. I don't know if I'll ever come across somebody that wouldn't have taken that aisle seat. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm just old, cranky, or both, but I would have cut a promo on that some bitch. I'd have been like, look, we got three seats here. Pick one. We don't have to sit this close to one another. I, I would have started off nice and I would have ranked up, the, I would have ramped up the intensity as the intensity needed to be ramped up. But there you go. You can not only get bad beats in DFS and in gambling, you can get bad beats in life. But remember, uh, every day can be a good day. So we're going to leave you with a positive note. So we're going to try to do something positive. It's not always about gambling. Well, it is, but it's not. Find somebody Find somebody in your life. Maybe you haven't talked to them in a while. Maybe your friend's on social media, whatever. Get, g- give them something nice. Hey, I saw your recent tweet. Thought it was inspiring. Hey, you look nice today. Um, keep it HR friendly. Don't get fired on our account. But you know what? You, you, can, you can make someone's day. You, a simple compliment, a simple, hey, how you doing? Check in on somebody. Uh, thank a veteran. There's so much positivity you can spread with so much bullshit going on in the world. Be, uh, be the positive out there. Dr. Kyle, what do you got before we go home? I love you. Oh, well. All right. So on behalf of that man, his name is Dr. Kyle. I am your host, Memphis. And remember, here at the fabulous Big Bet, money won is twice as sweet as money earned. We'll be back here next week with more fabulous big bets. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my 
Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. Thousand dollars to cool G as we call it back home. Are you at liberty to play for that, Stanley? Would you prefer to play for smiles?